figure, she stops playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Static. Joe Static. Remember, everybody, you can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. And Joe, don't know if I told you this, but we're now on TuneIn as well, and we're going to keep adding platforms for all our listeners. If you do listen to the podcast, we would absolutely love and be so grateful if you can write a review for us on iTunes, Podbean, etc., etc. And if you do write a review, we will post it on Twitter and Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. And you can also follow us there on Twitter and Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. And coming soon, we'll be launching our weekly YouTube live streams, the Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Joe, wrestling figures are getting crazy. Even after the SDCC Comic Con at home, it seems like we're still in a deluge of wrestling figures. How's everything going with you this week? I don't know if I uh, know how to spell that word well, but I'm going to keep rolling with you here. <laughs> uh, it's been going pretty good, man. You know, same old, same old on my end. It just seems like since the reveals and collecting wrestling figures in general, it's just been nuts, man. I guess that's the only way to describe it right now. It's just a crazy time to be a wrestling figure collector. Yeah, it is a crazy time. There's also so much to discuss. So we're going to pare it down a little bit. So we're not into another four-hour episode. We want to keep them nice and short and sweet here. But no, no, you're right. After after that big SDCC episode, there's just a lot to talk about. We could probably go on and nauseam about SDCC. We go on around AEW, et cetera, et cetera. But we picked a few things out this week that really piqued our interest and listeners to start we want to talk about this firefly funhouse bray wyatt ringside exclusive figure this figure was announced at sdcc comic-con at home panel by mattel as a ringside exclusive we saw rendering shots of the actual figure on the panel and then the day after or maybe a couple days after we did get full inbox prototype images so to start i actually pre-ordered this figure I'm pretty excited to get it. I really like the Firefly Flunhouse Bray Wyatt character. I think it's one of the best things happening on WWE programming right now. But there has been a point of contention in the community to whether or not this figure is accurate. It does come with a painted on shirt and black 
pants. So the figure itself is pretty plain. The head sculpt's really nice, though. Absolutely love it. But that painted on red sweater, I don't know, Joe. It's just a weird selection. Yeah. You know, when we were reviewing the figure, well, a couple, uh, what was it, last week or the week before, we were hoping, you know, the figure would get a sweater, maybe, you know, the collar underneath with the button down, sweater on top. Anything... Along those lines, I think, well, we would have been happy with. I'm on the fence about the figure just with the painted on sweater. I just think, you know, the painted on sweater, the skin look, looks a little weird. Looks a little rushed, I guess is a good way to put the figure. The box art looks great. The characters that come with Bray look great as well. It's just the main point of the figure release, the Bray Wyatt figure, the painted on sweater just throwing me off a little bit man i don't know like even the picture of bray on the box you know obviously you know that doesn't always go hand in hand but picture on the box is a little different you know with the sweater with the collar the gloves and the figure inside just looks a little plain man kind of looks like a basic it does the actual basic figure of the firefly funhouse bray wyatt actually looks better than this figure in my opinion i also think that they were rushing this figure out now if our listeners didn't watch you can watch a great Q&A that Ringside Collectibles did with Steve Ozer and Bill McKenna of Mattel WWE design team they actually addressed this figure on there and they were very defensive about it they felt that it was the best way to represent the Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt in elite form. They said he was originally introduced with a skin tight red sweater, which is true. But again, the sweater did have texture and it did have that shirt underneath with a collar. So I didn't get what they were putting out. And we understand budget. We think about these things constructively. I personally believe they could have easily provided a soft good sweater on the figure which showed some texture have it skin tight the execution would have just been that much better that's again just our personal opinion constructive criticism i know they don't see it like that i also think it's weird that the puppets are hollow inside and they had him posed with the the puppets on his hands because that's not necessarily how it's done I guess if you want to be creative, if you want to have the puppets on other figures, it gives you the option to do that, I guess, for figure photography and such. I don't know who would do that. Again, I guess they're looking at it from more of a playful aspect, but this is a $29.99, $30 collectible item at a collectible retailer. Not that kids aren't going to buy it. I think a lot are, and a lot of parents are going to purchase them for their children. But it's just a just an odd selection all around, you know, and I felt like they were kind of being defensive about it and poo-pooing us in our comments about it. And I just didn't like that. It just didn't sit well with me. I don't know. That's how I feel. So I'm going to get it. I pre-ordered it. I do want to see how the final product arrives. But Joe, you did a poll on our Twitter account and people are split down the middle about this figure. Yeah, well, it seems like they are. I wanted to do a quick poll you know, just to see, you know, gauge based on the people that follow our page. I put up a poll, who's ordering this figure, you know, kind of just a basic yes or no, or I ordered it already. It had a three answers to choose from there. So we had 54 total votes on that poll and 58% of the people that voted said they are not ordering the figure. While the rest, I think it was like 38% said yes. And maybe another 8% said they already ordered it. 
So based on the quick little poll we did on our Twitter, almost 60% said they will not be ordering this figure based on our followers. Yeah, and that's pretty striking. It is a small sample study. We're not saying it's the be all and end all poll, but it does show you that people are uncertain about the figure. It's not an insta buy for them. Now, in contrast, and again, I don't think ringside would lie to us necessarily, but it was their top selling figure of the week last week. So it was their number one figure purchased. If that's any indication, I guess the sales are doing great with it. I think it's a situation where people are going to buy it. It's your first opportunity to get this elite style Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt. And not only that, you get the puppets, you get the box art, you get the diorama that's built into the packaging that you can take out, display Bray with. So again, there are elements of the figure that make it appealing, but the figure itself isn't. And that's the crux of the problem here. I think what we're getting from Mattel in certain areas these days are packages When you put everything together, it's great, but the figure or figures are a little lacking in areas. Personally, before we end this, I would prefer the figure to be just as outstanding as everything around it. So if you're going to start pulling back in areas of the figure that that are going to make it kind of diluted, in a sense, then leave those accessories out personally. You know, that's my personal opinion. Leave those accessories out and add them in as you go along. Because I want figures. I want awesome looking, great looking wrestling figures. And I don't want to say this Bray Wyatt isn't an awesome figure, but I feel that the painted on shirt just looks cheap. That's it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, same here, Ro. I'm all about the main selling point of this ringside exclusive is the figure. And the figure to me is just looking weak right now. And if that's the way it's going to look in the box, we see it in the box already. I don't know. I'm still on the fence, man. I haven't ordered one. I don't think I'm going to order one because, you know, with me and figures, if I'm not all in on them, then something's off or, you know, I'm just forcing myself to buy it. And in this case, I'm getting that feeling. So I don't know. I'm still tossing it around, man. Well, am I going to order it? Maybe. But right now I'm just not pulling the trigger. Yeah, it could be even one of those situations where you could hold off and if it doesn't sell out, you may even be able to get this discounted on Black Friday or Cyber Monday sale or something like that down the road. There's always room for that as well. Although I personally think Ringside Collectibles sales, these after Thanksgiving Day sales or holiday sales will not be as good as they were in previous years just because of the general climate or economic climate right now in the state of the world. You may be lucky. There may be a situation where you'll be able to obtain it if it's produced in large enough quantities at a reduced price as well. So maybe that's an option for you out there, guys. If you're looking to get a Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt or just go for the basic figure for now. Moving on, Joe, I want to talk about a new toy company that was brought to our attention or everybody's attention in the wrestling figure community this past week. There's a new company called Cella Toys. They're based out of the UK. They're at Cella Toys on Twitter. That's at C-H-E-L-L-A Toys. So they're a UK-based company, and they are going to be producing a Hasbro and or retro-styled figure of Nick Aldis. 
which is interesting. So Nick Aldis actually retweeted this or tweeted this on his personal Twitter account. I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this figure, as you do probably about the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse from Ringside Collectibles. I just look at this figure and I'm just like, eh, looks like a custom Hasbro. Again, now this is a prototype image. These are all renderings and prototypes we're seeing from this Cello Toys. And really, what's the legitimacy of this company? I don't know anything about it. So I think we're a little bit in the dark. It looks to be a new company. On their social media pages, they don't have a lot of followers. So in this case, I am going to be the one that's not buying this figure. I didn't like the head scan on it. You know, I understand renderings, prototypes, not always accurate. But this figure just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't check any of the boxes. And guys, I don't know, man. I want to support people in the community. That's what we want to do here. We want to support people. We want people to support us as well. But in this case, I just can't take the risk because I don't know anything about this company. I don't know if they're legitimate. I don't even know if this figure is ever going to be produced. Yeah, well, there's a lot of questions with this figure. Um, Nick Aldis showed the... You know, the rendering, you mentioned the company, mentioned that they will be releasing his figure. But there's a lot of questions. And a couple of questions just right off the top of my head is, why just out of the blue come and show the figure of Nick Aldis in a Hasbro style? Looks like a custom. Why right out the gate show that? Why have a pre-order up, which people are pre-ordering the figure, I believe, and it might get released in 2021, but why just show custom looking rendering of the figure and you want people to get behind it? And why is it like a Hasbro retro style figure? There's a lot of questions, man. It's worth mentioning, but it's just also worth mentioning. What the hell is it? Oh, I agree. I I, I don't know. I guess this is a we hashtag we want retro guy. It would not be one of my first choices for Nick Aldis figure. I personally recommend for our listeners out there that don't know, Nick Aldis was um, TNA. He was part of TNA wrestling in the 2000s. I would go back. He has deluxe impact figures. You want a Nick Aldis figure that has a really great head scan, or if you just want that head scan and you want to do some customization yourself, go back and get one of those figures, guys, because they're pretty awesome. Jax did a good job especially on the scans for that line. So, Joe, I have no idea. I don't know why you would want this loose Hasbro, or maybe it comes carded. I have no idea. But to each his own, right? Here's my take on it. You want to take the risk? You want to support a community member? Go right ahead. All we're saying here is I think patience, again, is key, as we continue to say throughout this podcast and as it grows. Patience is key. Let's see how this figure looks three or four months from now. Let's see if it does actually get the backing. And then we'll go on from there. And we'll make an overall decision on whether or not we want to add this to our collections. I think a guy that we want to support that we know is a legitimate businessman that already has an existing Instagram business, you guys will hear from later. And that's Junk Shop Dog, JSD, baby. He's going to be on, you'll never forget the name, talking about his new figure line, that looks amazing. So I don't want to give too much of that away right now. But again, legitimate, a guy that has an online and social media presence. He already has an established Instagram business and he's producing these amazing fun figures. So anyway, I want to move on, Joe. We got to get back on track here. Talking about legitimate companies, 
think people were questioning whether or not, you know, we had purchased something from a legitimate company a few weeks ago. And, and that was the Triple H and China two-pack, the DX two-pack. We got a tip from Good Brother Mike, GBM, Good Brother Mike, stating that this set was actually on a website called Deep discount.com. With the coupon codes and the free shipping, you could get it for about 30 bucks. I looked at the company, did some research. Every indication that I saw, it seemed legitimate. Placed my order. You did the same. You said, do you think so, man? I said, yes. Did the research. Looks like a legitimate company. And we finally got our tracking information and they actually shipped. So we're getting Triple H in China two packs, hopefully by next week. Yeah. When I seen the uh, email get sent that it actually shipped, I was I was excited. Well, like you mentioned, Deep Discount has been around for a long time. I remember back in the day, I think you could order like DVDs off there, CDs, Blu-rays, that kind of stuff. So when I seen the China and Triple H two pack mentioned on there, I was a little skeptical. But for that price... With a discount code, I mean, you got this two-pack at a great price. You know, of course, I ordered it, but in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I hope this really goes through. So to get the email, to know the two-pack is shipping out, I'm excited to add it to my collection. I'm excited as well. We talked about this before. We didn't want to go all in on it. We wanted to be patient. Again, I guess we're getting back to patience. And I think that's what we need to kind of emphasize on this episode is patience, especially as we get into our gorilla position, because a lot of people in the collecting community have been very impatient. So again, patience is the key. We were patient. We paid for this figure and now it's going to pay off. So we're crossing our fingers that they come in. Okay. We'll get you guys photos on Instagram and Twitter as they arrive. And obviously we'll talk about it next week because we should have them in hand by then. So it worked out. Right now, guys, if you wanted to check out deepdiscount.com, go over to deepdiscount.com. You got to search for this two-pack. Do a Mattel WWE two-pack search or something like that. It'll pop right up. It's currently on back order. By the time this episode airs, it may change. It may go out of stock, but the current price is $35.95. So I would check back deepdiscount.com. And as Joe said, they've been around a long time. And I remember that they used to do DVDs, movies, and everything like that, too. And I was going to mention that. I'm glad you did mention that, Joe. So the Triple H and China two-packs will be in the collection. Again, we've been highly critical of this pack because, again, it's a money grab. We didn't really want the Triple H. But the China is the main figure here that we really want to add to our collections because it you have to have this China, this DX era China in your collection. With that said, guess who's back this week? Uh, let me see. Is his name Mike? Yes, his name is Mike. His name is Good Brother Mike, Mr. GBM, the Fig Hunter. Do you know his last name? I don't have a fucking clue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Fig Hunter. Michael. Good Brother Mike, brother. Fig Hunter. Yeah. GBMFH. <laughs> Good brother, Michael. Good brother, Michael's back, guys, to all our listeners. And he's been giving you a ton of codes. I hope you've been using the codes. I hope you know how to use the codes. But if you don't, this week, he's going to be describing how to use the all these BrickSeek and PopFinder codes. He's going to go in-depth on this week's GBM report, where he'll actually explain to you how to use these websites BrickSeek and PopFinder. So you have all these codes. Now you're going to know how to use these codes and they're really going to help you on your fig hunts. So here we go, everyone. The GBM report. 
What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, GBM, Good Brother Mike, a.k.a. The Big Hunter, back again this week with another edition of the GBM Report right here on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. The big news this week is the AEW Unrivaled figures that are starting to show up at Walmart stores. Some people have been fortunate enough to find them, while most of us are still waiting on that BrickSeek number to jump. Now last week I gave you a couple of skew numbers for BrickSeek to help you find the AEW figures, and after a little research, this week I have the correct skew numbers for the AEW figs, the AEW title belt, and the action figure ring. So you want to grab a piece of paper and a pen, I'll get those codes for you. And while you're doing that, I'm going to send a couple of quick shoutouts. This week's shoutouts are going out to none other than Will the Thrill and Joe Static. They came to me with the idea for the GBM report, and I was excited to join the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast team. Appreciate you guys. Now that you got your pad and pen ready, I'm going to hit you with the SKU numbers for BrickSeek for the AEW figures, 7373695777. For the AEW title belt, 888-761-923. And for that action figure ring, 5002238540 Now before we get to this week's GBM tip of the week we all know how Will the Thrill can get a little crazy sometimes when he's out fig hunting Well this week he used last week's tip to be kind and courteous to the store employees and he was able to score himself the AEW action figure ring which you can see on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast Instagram page So now that you guys got the correct SKU numbers for the action figures the belt and the action figure ring the GBM tip of the week is going to be how to use BrickSeek and PopFinder. You're going to want to search BrickSeek Walmart. Click on Walmart Inventory Checker. You're going to want to search by SKU number and put in SKU 7373695777 if you're looking for the action figures. Then you're going to want to put in your zip code and click on Check Inventory. When you scroll down, there's a list of Walmart stores in your area and it will show you the stock numbers. You'll either see out of stock limited stock which means one two to three four to five or a six now if you guys are still looking for the wwe legends series seven figures i'll take you through the process for popfinder.com you're going to want to search target inventory checker scroll down to item lookup and you're going to put in dpci code 807-16-8079 be sure to put in those dashes because sometimes just putting in the number won't work then you're going to want to click on check item, put in your zip code, and then you'll get a list of targets in your area and the number of figures they have in stock. So now that you know how to use BrickSeek and PopFinder, remember to get your rest, get out early, and check those sites daily. And we'll see you next time right here on the GBM Report. And remember, the early hunter gets the pigs. All right, Joe. Wow. That is very helpful for our listeners. We love the good brother, Mike. We love GBM and the GBM report. We want him to continue coming back. You got your codes. You know how to use them. And remember, as GBM always says, the most important thing, the early hunter gets the figs. All right, Joe, we're going to move on to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. All right, computer, electricity in the air. Hey, everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. 
And this week, we are going to be discussing the Jazzwares All Elite Wrestling Unrivaled Collection Series 2. Joe, I'm very excited to see the prototype images, the inbox prototype images of this series. I just received AEW Unrivaled Collection Series 1 from Ringside Collectibles. Thank you so much, Ringside Collectibles. It's been hitting Walmart stores all this week. We got the belts. Hopefully, we're going to have the ring, the action ring in hand soon. And before we get into the Unrivaled Collection Series 2, I briefly just wanted to mention a little bit about the figures to our listeners as I do have them in hand. And first, I want to start with the packaging. The packaging is amazing. We've been posting pictures of these figures on our Instagram and Twitter accounts all week at SQD Circle AFP. So go follow us there and check out all these photos. And the first thing that just strikes me is this detailed packaging. The gentleman who's working on the packaging for Jazzwares is on Instagram at Tullytown, and he is doing an incredible job. He needs to be applauded because the packaging is amazing. Now, it's a little smaller than a Mattel WWE Elite style packaging, little smaller. And I show in one of our videos on Instagram, actually my hand on the packaging and next to it, and my hand basically covers the entire front face of the packaging. So tiny bit smaller. But wow, it is so heavily detailed. It has this beautiful brick look to it. It's got the gold foil all over the packaging. And on the top, it's got that kind of classic superstar style crown, but it's all angular, bringing in those elements from the Legends of the Ring series. And then what I absolutely love the most about this packaging is the bookshelf design. So you could literally stack these figs on a bookshelf if you wanted to display them like that. And on the side, it has a photo of the wrestler and what series it is and what number that wrestler is in the series. That's a really cool, fun, unique, small detail that they included on the packaging. The back of the packaging is great too. A lot of photos of the actual wrestler in their in-ring attire, et cetera, et cetera. I just can't say enough good things about this packaging design, Joe. Yeah, well, it sounds like it. <laughs> going back, you know, we love this kind of packaging, you know, going back to the Jack's Classic and the TNA figs, you know, that kind of box, that kind of style. I think we can both speak on the same page there. We love that kind of packaging. So to get the first set of figures from All Elite Wrestling with Jazzwares, Wicked Cool Toys, and they kind of give it a throwback to that packaging. I mean, we're all on board, man. It's a throwback kind of, but it's also updated. So you get a new look, you get a new feel for it. But at the same time, you almost get back the old packaging you really enjoyed. I think I could speak for both of us. That makes us quite happy. Makes us very happy. It's definitely nostalgic in a new way. Updated, again, a little smaller, which is nice, a little more condensed. So very happy about the packaging design, especially because we are hashtag MOC for life collectors, hashtag MOC. We love these things mint on card, and that is part of the figure. That is the art 
That is the art involved in the entire, literally, package, figure, etc. So very happy about the packaging. The only criticism I would have about the packaging is of the actual superstar on the front of it. That image on the right-hand side is actually creased, which is kind of weird. It's a little odd because they do have a crease the way the actual bubble is on the figure. So depending on who the, the wrestler is... There's like a crease moving down kind of his face and his body. So that's the only thing I'm a little weirded out by is that crease, that crease and, you know, kind of going down. But that's just like an aesthetic thing for me because I'm like highly neurotic in that way. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like I see a crease in an image and it just like is like, oh, no, it shouldn't be there, you know, but I understand it, why it's there. So that was only the, the only criticism I had with the design. Moving on, talking about the actual figures. Having these in hand, I want to start by talking about one negative. And this is only one negative I have. And I think that the photo print technology is a little too realistic. So all the photo print on my faces were spot on. There were no like eyes in the wrong area, no like teeth painted the wrong way. I thought the photo print on the face scans was really top notch. I even think that the scans in the end sculpt of these face scans are so highly detailed that depending on where the light is coming on the figure, it creates kind of a shadowed image on the face almost because it's so like indented in areas. And then when you add that photo print in there, depending on how the light hits some of these figures, the face looks kind of off. So I think it's an area that they need to improve a little bit. And I only found this with figures that actually had like mean looking faces. So Jericho being one of them, Cody and so, you know some of the light areas when it hit the face, it, it looked a little off. The last one I would say th that I saw this feature would be the, the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson. The other figures looked great. They're smiling faces. And that's the only negative thing I have to say about the figs. Everything else is positive. The soft goods is a high quality soft goods on most of the product. The paint detail and paint apps on these figures are incredible. I just can't get over the fact on how detailed the paint is, at least in my set, how perfect it was. Again, we're just telling you the facts. This is what I received. This is my observation. So with that said, I think Series 2 is going to be awesome. I'm all in. I'm pre-ordering it right now, man. Yeah, well, I'll probably do the same thing, even though I don't have Unrivaled Series 1 yet. I think I'm going to jump on Series 2 just to have it, just to make sure that's in the bag. It's a great set. I mean, the set. Once again, Series 1, Series 2, they're going with the heavy hitters, of course. Make sure the line sells. Series 2 has AEW champion John Moxley. It has Dustin Rhodes in the attire. I think a lot of people want it with the uh, red and the black. You know, a lot of custom figure makers out there were definitely doing that attire a lot. So to actually get it legit with Jazzwares, Big Cool Toys is great. So the Dustin Rhodes looks awesome. I'm glad he's included. You get the uh, Hangman Adam Page. Another heavy hitter there. You can pair him with your Kenny Omega if you want to. Get MJF, which is another, I think, highly anticipated figure, especially for the future of AEW. And just in general, I think having an MJF figure in the line is a great idea. To round out the set, you get the Lucha Brothers Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, which I like the uh, attire they chose for both figures. And I think they're going to look great. 
So all six figures that come in the Series 2 look awesome, man. It's a great mix of all their uh, current top guys. It is a great mix. This Series 2, I was a little skeptical at first. I think a lot of the proto-images of it look just wonky to me. But seeing these figures in hand, the Unrivaled Collection Series 1, I had to pre-order it. Insta pre-order. So you need the mocks. You need the page. You need the MJF. I mean, geez, MJF's probably going to be one of the best wrestlers in his generation. The Lucha Brothers look amazing as well. And then as you said, the Dustin Rhodes, it's just a classic. I mean, it's a legend. You got to get the Dustin Rhodes in this just amazing attire, you know, with the half face paint and the red and black. It's just really incredible figure all around. So I love it. I just don't really have anything bad to say about this line. I would have to say that for me, the breakout figure of the line would have to be, wow, I don't know. I I am such a mark for MJF right now and just the work he's doing in and out of the ring. I'd have to say that that's very high on my list. I'd have to say that Adam Page as well, because I just love what he's doing. And he comes with the um, the face mask, which is funny. You know, he comes with that do-rag face mask, the bull rope. Talked about the Dustin Rhodes looks incredible. We haven't had a gold dust Dustin Rhodes style figure in such a long time, you know, in an updated modern look. Yeah, exactly. Joe, Lucha Brothers, you know, yeah, you got the boss fight Lucha Brothers. You got the Jazzwares Lucha Brothers. They're in different attires. It looks like they're going to be a little different. I'm speechless, really. Look, guys, we were critical of the... Darby Allen and the Orange Cassidy reveals the the pock pack pack pock whatever the hell you call them reveals. <laughs> I don't believe we have a formal announcement of Wave Three of of the entire line, but getting these figures in hand, I think it makes me more excited now. I was kind of holding back last week because I didn't have figures in hand. Now I got these figures in hand, and now I'm excited. I'm like, wow, these are actually legitimate really awesome figures and it looks like you're getting a lot for your money you're looking at 20 to 25 dollars a figure here even if you get them off of ringside collectibles but the soft goods are there the articulation is there the detail paintwork is there the packaging design is there for you my question would be why didn't you get series one or if you are going to get are you going to get it through walmart you're going to get it through ringside now and how do you feel about the line overall right now i think we'll i probably have to have these figures in hand. Once I have them in hand, that'll clear my judgment as far as, you know, the excitement or if I'm on board. I think I'm going to be on board just based on the pictures, you know, you posted getting them in hand and how excited you were. Yeah. So I need to actually get them in hand first to see, you know, I don't really know why I didn't order them, to be honest. I was going to order them off ringside and I just forgot or I didn't order them. And then I was like, you know, let me see if I can find them on retail, which doesn't sound like that's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll probably wind up just ordering them on ringside, another back order till November, I believe. At the same time, if I can guarantee a full set without going to retail, I think that's what I'll probably do is just order them off ringside. I'm a little late. I guess that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, I don't think, with these. And I think you're going to randomly find some throughout Walmart. It's tough with the ringside situation. You know, they obviously require the payment up front. And with these figures, it's not like the Mattel WWE line. We very rarely want a full line of Elite figures. And we discussed that with Elite 77. That SummerSlam series, that was the one set we were super hyped about that we were like, well, we may actually get every single figure in this line, which very rarely happens with the Mattel WWE Elite line. Yeah, very rare. Very rare. 
So we're not used to being like, oh my God, I got to set 150 bucks aside <laughs> on six figures. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, we'll spend 30 here. Ah, we'll see it in the store. We spend 20 here. I ah, will spend 25 here to drop 150, 130, whatever it is, dollars in one go. It's just like, holy shit. And we're doing that again. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, shit. Now I got to get these. And then with this line as well, you have the boss fight figures for the Lucha Brothers which I think actually looked just a little better. I actually like the Legends of Lucha Libre boss fight studio figures a little better than these, but we've seen really wonky protos from Jazzware. So I don't know. I want to see some really nice finished product first, you know, before I pass judgment. Yeah, same here. As of right now, regarding those two figures, you know, the Lucha Brothers, the boss fight figures do look a little better. They're trying to come out strong out of the gate. So I'm sure they're going balls to the wall on those two. And I like the Pentagon with the red that they chose and the head, different heads there. Right now, based on that, you know, boss fight do look a little better than the AEW figures. And like I said, you know, they're coming out the gate with those, so they have to have a strong showing. But I'm still interested to see, you know, the final product, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, what those look like as far as the Jazzware line goes. Yeah, same here. You know, we'll see. They're going to go hand in hand. I think they're going to really fit in well with each other. I'm glad that we're going to have two of each figure right off the bat. I love the Lucha Brothers. I love what they do in the ring. And with their different color attires and their look, there are so many different ways you can go. You can never get enough Lucha Brothers figures, you know? Yeah, exactly. Before we give our final position, on this line these figures as we were talking a little bit about series three you got to think that they're going to throw another female wrestler in there a nyla rose or sheeta maybe like a Britt baker i know she's been shown on tv a lot you know the past couple weeks exactly they knocked brandy out of the water i mean having that figure in hand she looks incredible i really don't have anything bad to say The torso choice could be a little wonky, people may say, but she has that build. It's pretty accurate. I don't know. I really liked it. Her face scan on that is incredible. So lifelike. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty spot on based on the pictures. Yeah. I mean, that's an indication of what we are going to get with female wrestlers in this line. So I'm all for it, man. Sign me up for a Britt Baker. Sign me up for a Nyla Rose. Sign me up for Sheeta. Yeah, exactly. Sunny Kiss. Wait, wait a minute. No, I want to get it. But yeah, I'm definitely on board. Joe, if we're going in that direction, end it now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Close the doors. I'm thinking series nine. Series never. I love the optimism. So funny because obviously we know AEW is going to be around for some time and they do have numbers. They have a core fan base. We are a part of that core fan base. The optimism in a business sense is a little funny when you're, oh, well, we're going to produce 100 series as well. I'd absolutely love to see 100 series. I don't know how they're going to get there. We'll see. So really quickly before we end as well, what is your favorite figure from the AEW Unrivaled Collection Series 2? The breakout figure here, I'd have to go with MJF on this line. The MJF figure might be considered one of our top figures of the year. I mean, it looks great, man. Based on the rendering and what they showed at the Toy Fair, what you could see on ringside as far as the picture goes. I mean, the MJF looks spectacular. Looks great. If I had to pick a breakout figure here, I'd go with the MJF. I was right there with you, man. I love the tattoo on him. The face scan is incredible. I love that he comes with the scarf. What is that? A Louis Vuitton scarf, I believe, or something? No, or Givenchy or something like that. I don't know. Quick side note, I think it was two years ago when I seen Ultimate Dragon uh, wrestle. 
Joey Janela, actually, just a random, I think it was Russell Pro show in New Jersey. That's the first time I seen MJF up close. I had front row tickets. At the time, you know, he definitely stole the show then. And that was just a small indie show I went to. And I was like, wow, this guy definitely, you know, has something. So to see him in a small place with like 100 people, you know, maybe 200 people tops. I don't even know if that place holds that many. And to see him in a f- action figure less than two years later, I mean, it's pretty crazy. He definitely has the it factor. Sorry, that's a Burberry scarf. Yeah, that's that it. he's wearing. He had, the, he had the scarf at that show as well. Amazing. He lives the character. I love it. I absolutely love it. And it's going to be an incredible figure. I want that diamond ring that he won from the Invitational or whatever. Gosh, if they give him that diamond ring too, that would be so fun. Yeah, the ring would be great. Oh, that would be so fun for him to have the ring. So hashtag not my champion, MJF, hashtag not my champion on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. Our position is from what I have in hand, from what we see online, hopefully we'll see more inbox images as we get into September for AEW Unrivaled Series 2. I think these are must-haves for any AEW or wrestling fan. I'm going to order them through Ringside Collectibles. It's late October pre-order date. Like I said, I'm going to order them right now. That's what I suggest. We have a lot of uncertainty with Walmart. Even though you know the Brixie codes and all that jazz, and you may want to go out to Walmart to find some of the Chase figures or Rare Edition figures, but if you want the figures in hand pretty much in October, why not just order them from Ringside Collectibles, right? saves you all those trips. It saves you all the hassle. That would be my position. Order them from Ringside Collectibles. It's a great figure line. It's going to get better with time. Again, it has more positives than negatives. What do you think about that, Joe? Yeah. You know, I was a little late ordering Series 1. I'm definitely going to order Series 2, especially with that lineup. It excites me a little more than Series 1 because I kind of figured Series 1, what we were getting. Maybe that's why I was just like, ah, whatever. But Series 2, I'm going to make sure I place my uh, order online just so I have those ready to go. Yeah. And that's what we suggest to all our listeners. And that's our position. So check back next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. And welcome to this week's Oh My God Figure of the Week. Joe, we're going to the Far East, baby. We're going to the Far East in this week's edition of the Oh My God Figure of the Week. Yes, we are, Will. Oh, yeah. We are headed to Hong Kong, Japan, the... What are they called? I was going to say the Land of the Rising Sun, I think. The Land of the Rising Sun. So, listeners, we're going to be talking about the Storm Collectibles, Jushin Thunder Liger figure. And boy, we absolutely love this figure. Give you a little detail on Storm Collectibles. As we said, they're a Hong Kong-based designer and manufacturer of action figures. So they actually are pretty new to the game. They've only been designing figures since 2010, and they have an extensive line. I mean, they do Mortal Kombat. They do a little wrestling. They do some boxing. I mean, they're pretty much all over the place here. What's really unique about their figures are that they're highly, highly detailed, articulated figures geared towards the adult collector, and their scaling is a little bit different. They're actually a little larger. So they're about, I would say, in the 8-inch, 7 to 8-inch scale. A little larger, 
very detailed, a lot of paint app, a lot of articulation. They've done some outstanding work. As we mentioned, we absolutely love this Jushin Thunder Liger figure. They've done work with the Hulk Hogan figures that were ringside collectibles exclusives. Those were pretty incredible as well. So absolutely love these figures, Joe. We love Storm Collectibles. I'm excited to see what the future holds, but focusing right now, let's get into the the Jushin Thunder Liger figure a little bit. I think I speak for a lot of wrestling figure collectors when I say that we're all anticipating, you know, what Storm is going to throw out next. You know, you got the Hogan, the Hollywood Hogan. They kind of came out of left field, the Jushin Thunder Liger, when you seen it. I was like, oh, I got to order this immediately. You know, you look at his background, I mean, Jushin Thunder Liger, he's a legend. I mean, you hear so many pro wrestlers today mention him as a role model, and he had a pretty extensive career. I think a lot of these facts is why Storm Collectibles went in that direction to put out a new Jushin Thunder Liger figure. I mean, looking back on it, Will, I mean, he made his first appearance in New Japan Pro Wrestling as Liger in 1989 at the first ever wrestling event inside the Tokyo Dome, which is pretty cool. So that that fact alone, you're like, all right, he's he's been around a long time. You know, he kind of paved the way. And you look at his stats, his record, you know, he holds the most IWGP junior heavyweight titles at 11. And of course, I think his attire definitely catches your eye. He's got that iconic outfit that I believe inspired a lot of pro wrestlers around the world and impacted the way pro wrestling has evolved to this day. You know, his look, his mask, his attire, you know it's him. And just a fun fact here, after 30 years, Liger actually announced his retirement in the same arena that he debuted in 1989 in the Tokyo Dome in uh, January 2020. So, I mean, 1989 to 2020, quite an extensive career, Will. And I think that's why Storm Collectibles went in that direction. Yeah, and... Aside from some of the Shower Pro figures, I don't remember us getting a proper Jushin Thunder Liger in any of our wrestling figure lines. So I think for Storm Collectibles, this was a no-brainer. They are an Asian-based company as well, so I think they wanted to focus on somebody in the Far East. So this was a no-brainer, focusing on a Jushin Thunder Liger figure. I actually want to touch on what you were saying about his career, because growing up as a kid, you talk about his attire, you talk about his wrestling style, his uniqueness, him coming from Japan. He's one of these wrestlers that really bridged that gap and made inroads into the U.S. as well. Being predominantly a Japanese wrestler and coming into promotions here in the U.S. like ECW, like WCW, I was first introduced as a kid to Jushin Thunder Liger on WCW Saturday night. You know, I mean, he was on that. It's on Nitro. There's so many incredible matches that took place with him in the ring. And you saw this different, unique, high-flying almost. Not even high-flying. It was grounded, but high-flying at the same time. And then you just remember the mask. So intricate and highly detailed in the colors, the reds and the golds in his long capes. He just really had everything. He really put a lot into this character and it was really striking even at a young age. I was a huge Jushin Thunder Liger fan. WCW yeah, days. I remember the first time I seen Thunder Liger, I think it was Starcade 96 when he faced Red Mysterio. I was big on Ray and Dean Malenko and the whole Cruiserweight division. Thunder Liger would come throughout the show, like you said, Saturday night. And when I seen him on Starcade against Ray, I was like, oh my God, they're pairing these two together. And, you know, being a younger kid, I was like, man, this is great. And you're immediately hooked when you see that attire. You are. 
especially as a kid. Huge Jushin Thunder Liger fan growing up. Even to this day, you know, I believe the last match that I personally watched him wrestle was against Tyler Breeze in NXT. Even being in his 60s, I'm assuming, maybe even a little older than that, still put on a great match. You still got to be humbled to see him work in the ring. And it was really awesome that he went out, I believe, at Wrestle Kingdom in January yeah, 2020. Believe, yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom. That's when you seen all the thank you Liger stuff online. So anyway, that's Jushin Thunder Liger's background. That's how he holds a special place in our hearts. And that's why we absolutely love this wrestling figure. And we thought it was well-deserved. Storm Collectibles actually produced this figure in 2019. I'm going to talk a little bit about packaging first. The Storm Collectibles packaging is pretty interesting. I actually don't like it as a Min on Car Collector. They put this film of plastic over the figure, so it's very difficult to actually see the figure in the packaging. I don't like that they put that plastic, but the plastic actually protects the figure because of all the paint detail. So it's like this thin film of plastic. But the actual box itself is really cool. Again, it has that kind of Legends of the Ring matte base to it, and then the logos and the photos over it, most of them are glossy. You go to the back of the packaging... It's actually all in matte. There's only glossy on the front and on the sides, but it's nice matte design. It has all the photos of the figure. So this is actually photos of the wrestling figure itself in various poses. It has the New Japan Pro Wrestling logo on the back, Storm Collectibles logo, but all the photographs are of the figure itself. Getting into the actual figure itself, amazing. Yeah, well, figure, I mean, this Joe. figure is just woo. I, I mean, just no words to describe how awesome this figure is. And of course, you know, Storm Collectibles, they went with his classic wrestling gear, which is the uh, red, white, and black outlining, the classic Jushin Thunder Liger attire, which I think a lot of wrestling figure collectors prefer. So, Great choice there. He comes with his gold chest piece that matches the gold on his wrists and on his mask, which are very nice. They nailed that. They nailed the attire there. He comes packaged with four different sets of hands. If you're a loose collector, you know, depending what style pose you want, you have four different sets of hands to choose whichever you prefer. So I think that was a great choice as well. One of the main selling points, I think, especially for a loose collector, is the cape. The signature cape, it has the silver on the inside and the darker gold on the outside. But the design of the cape is pretty innovative. It's really, really, really cool. The way they designed it, you can pretty much move and display the cape any way you want, and it will stay in that position. It looks like it's like in the wind or kind of like blowing or you know if he's running to the ring anything like that the way you pose it you could put that cape any which way which is pretty pretty cool very innovative there yeah so i mean it's just very innovative that cape just definitely tops it off will if you're a loose collector if you're a men on card collector both ways honestly if you're a loose collector with that cape this figure is pretty remarkable it is. I actually saw this figure in prototype form at New York Comic Con in 2019. So I was fortunate enough to be at the Storm Collectibles booth and the cape was the first thing that struck my eye. It's beautiful. I do love the fact that they have that innovative. I don't know if it's a wire inside. I guess it's some sort of like a wire device where, like you said, you can have it kind of blowing in the wind it could be held in various directions and there's not a lot of action figures 
that are produced that come with this style of case because it's a very expensive thing to do. So I think the one other one off the top of my head that will have this style cape is the new Cobra Commander exclusive that Hasbro is going to be releasing. Other than that, there are not many action figures that come with this style cape, which is very special. And I also want to mention the cape actually has this beautiful glittery style to it where it, it, it just shines like glitter. It's just beautiful. It's very, very awesome. With that said, those are all the reasons why we chose this as an Oh My God figure of the week. But just for your information, there was some other exclusives released. There are a few versions of this figure. The most well-known release is in the red, white, and gold attire. However, Ringside also released a black and gold version of this figure as well. And I believe they're still available on ringsidecollectibles.com. And then there was a really, really exclusive piece released by, I don't know how to pronounce this. I believe it's Knots. It is an actual online retailer based in Japan. So they had an exclusive release of this figure limited to 300 pieces. And that version is the original red attire that Jushin Thunder Liger wore, but they actually replaced all that red detail with blue. So it's got that blue, white, and gold motif. So again, you have three different versions of this figure. That Knott's exclusive is going upwards of $500 on the secondary market right now. <laughs> it's extremely I had a chance to out. order it, and I don't know why the hell I didn't pull the trigger. Here we go again. I know. Uh, I, I was I know. there when they put it up and I, I had it and I could have ordered it like I had it like ready to go. And I was like, yeah, do I really need another version of this? I already have the two. And now I'm like, shit, I kind of want the three now together. I feel like I'm missing one now. It is tough. I know I'm not getting the other tires. I just consciously was like WCW. This is the tire I remember him as kid. I don't need the other ones. I don't actually even remember him in the black and gold attire personally. So for me, that was a write off right there. And then I loved the knots exclusive because the blue, white and gold. But again, 500 bucks, not anytime soon, my friend. This is all the reasons why we love this figure. Beautiful cape. Highly detailed, great paint app, beautiful packaging. As we say at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, it checks all those boxes. And that's why we think you should have this figure in your collection. And that's why this figure was chosen to be an Oh My God Figure of the Week. And you'll never forget the name. Carapro. Well, listeners, I hope you're doing well here. Unfortunately, Mr. Static, Joe Static, is not going to be with us for this amazing interview and review of the Japanese wrestling figure line, Carapro. However, who we do have with us today is, some of you guys may know him from Instagram. He is from the country down under, Sydney, Australia, coming all the way from Sydney, Australia. It's the junk shop dog himself, Adam, and you can find him on Instagram at junk shop dog. Adam, 
How are you doing today? I'm well, mate. How are yourself? Doing very well here. We are very excited to talk a little bit about you, your business, and your experience with this Japanese figure line, Carapro. And I know you're new to the show, and this segment is based on really obscure wrestling figure lines. So that's why we hope by the time we're done with this, our listeners will never forget the name Carapro. And you are an expert, my friend. So first, I want to start off with maybe a little bit about your collecting background and your Instagram presence and business. The floor is yours, my friend. Thank you very much. And I just, oh, I'm a bit worried about the uh, about the word amazing in the intro. I don't know if I can live up to that. I, I think uh, my collecting started in a very similar fashion to a lot of people. As a kid, Turtles, Ghostbusters, a little later on, I started to get into WWF figures through the, the Hasbro line, which I think a lot of people that are listening to podcasts like this and, and others, that is how they got into the wrestling collecting um, side of things. I'd say for myself, it was more more as an adult collector, though, so I didn't really get into Hasbro collecting seriously until maybe about five years ago. From there, I started to see... Some places overseas where Hasbro figures were available, and there were also some um, some Japanese figures. And to go back to 2007, when I, I wasn't really collecting anything in wrestling or figures, I did go to, on a trip to Japan, went to some wrestling shows, and as most people do when they go to a uh, Korokan Hall, they go around the block to the New Japan shop, and my souvenir from that shop was. A Jushin Liger Karapro articulated figure still sits proudly in in my collection. That just sat in, you know, just sat there on display with nothing else around it. But um, I'd say about three or four years ago, started to really open my eyes to the Karapro line. Had collected a few of those myself in conjunction with my Hasbro addiction, and then I'd say about three years ago, started to realise that there were actually people around the internet that were interested in these figures and perhaps there was some interest in getting these to people from other avenues than eBay. And that's basically where it started with the Instagram, which the other part and no less important part of Junk Shop Dog is my partner in crime and, and my wife, Portia. She said, well, why don't you start an Instagram? Um, it's a different avenue than eBay for finding these toys and you can talk to people and, and learn more about what people want. And yeah, it, it's crazy to think that it was only two years and one month ago that we started junk shop dog. That's amazing, Adam. Yeah, I think as you were speaking here, you hit all the nostalgia buttons for me. You're talking about collecting as a young kid, the lines you were into, and then obviously as you got older, kind of revisiting all that and then finding that passion for wrestling again by going over to Japan, going to the New Japan shop, I'm assuming you had some stakes as well, maybe, <laughs> while you were over there. But just finding out about this line and then recognizing that there was a demand and people wanted other avenues to acquire these figures through probably more trusted sellers. You know, you capitalized off of that, and that's fantastic. In doing so, even prior and during that time, you became an expert on this line. I wouldn't know who to go to to talk about 
Parapro, character products, other than you, my friend. And like we were discussing even before getting on the podcast, unless you know Japanese, unless you live there and are a part of that culture and that wrestling culture, you don't know a lot about these lines and the information is very limited. And I think that's the intrigue of it. That's one of the intrigues of this line. And that's why people want to collect it. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think myself or anyone who only speaks English can profess to know everything about not only this line, but any Japanese figure line. And that's part of the fun. I'm still learning a lot about this figure line, about variants. You know, every day we learn something new by finding lots of these figures. Even people, you know, pick things up that we don't. I know there's been people uh, on Facebook groups like Guy WC and, and whatnot have done a great job in not only sharing their love and information of the figure line, but have put some documents together. And, and even then, I, I don't I don't think we know everything about this line, particularly when there were figures that had very subtle variants or they had limited runs that they never really released how much of those figures were released. So I think years and years down the track, un- unless we can actually talk to someone that actually worked on the line, and don't worry, I'm doing my best to try and find that out, I don't think we'll we'll profess to know everything until then. Yeah, and look, sometimes that's good. Again, I think it, it's the mystery, it's the intrigue, it's what draws us to the line to keep finding things to collect these items. I think that's what happens with a lot of these other lines in the US as well. So I'm happy to hear that you're trying to find someone that worked on the line to get more information. That's what we want to do here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is we want to educate our listeners about these different lines and give them the most accurate factual information possible. So let's get actually into the line a little bit and give a brief history to our listeners about character products. So this is a Japanese-based company that started producing wrestling figures around 1998. They have several, I guess you would call lines, but there is like no, again, definition. But we do know that they created a wrestling figure line that has limited articulation and about, what would you say, scale? About the five, six inch scale? Yeah, I'd say closer to the six than the five. If you stand them next to a Hasbro or a Galoob, they are a little taller. You know, if you're a young guy or girl or young at heart guy or girl that does like to play with them, they don't quite match up scale-wise, so they are a little on the taller side. But uh, yeah, I I think closer to the six inch is, is probably accurate. Don't worry, Adam. Our listeners here, we're hashtag MOC for life, we say here. Mint on card for life, baby. So nobody's playing with any of these toys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's kind of something we do here. But getting back onto topic, you have that main line. There were kind of quote unquote basics and deluxe released in that line. And then also character products over the years also released bobblehead versions of figures and these really cool three and three quarter inch articulated series of figures that consisted of uh, NJPW wrestlers, mixed martial artists. And these are what most intrigued me because I am a a G.I. Joe collector and I absolutely love the 80s three and three quarter inch Hasbro made lines, which have the screws in them and the O-rings in the waist. And these figures really remind me of those So with that said, let's get back to the meat and potatoes of this. 
And let's focus on that six inch line because that's the one that is really in high demand right now. That's the one that our listeners want to hear about the most. So tell our listeners a little bit about the formation of this line, the breadth of the basic and the deluxe versions and how they differ. And then tell them uh, some of the most notable wrestlers from these these lines as well. Absolutely. So the earlier figures which are sometimes called hyperheroes as well because of the um, the logo on the packaging were New Japan Pro Wrestling figures and basic in the sense that uh, most of them didn't have accessories or the accessories were minimal and they were just on a basic bubble on card. So a lot of your top names in New Japan at the time were in the early series. I believe number one in the entire series is Ricky Choshu and it covers... The big names like Antonio Inoki, Jushin Thunder Liger, Kensuke Sasaki, and so on. And then there are, in the more basic style, there are some other promotions covered, sometimes uh, a number of them in much like, so Pancrace is covered with a, with a few different figures, or Wrestling and Romance is covered with a single Tenru figure. Then we go on to the deluxe figures, which are deluxe in the sense that they have extra accessories there may be some soft goods and in the later series they quite often have a stand with the wrestler's name and some footholds so you stand them up and and anyone that has Kara Pro figures know that they aren't the easiest to balance in your display and they started off with the Deluxe New Japan figures so a lot of the wrestlers that were already covered but were given entrance gear or other accessories like belts, so Liger, Antonio Inoki, Hiroyoshi Tenzan, Kendo Kashin, and the like, all had similar figures. So the figures themselves are not vastly different, but it's all about the accessories. They get a larger and more elaborate packaging. And then later on, a lot of the deluxe figures branched out into other wrestling promotions. Basically, all of the All Japan figures were deluxes, and that covered Great Muta in his All Japan phase with the shaved head, Stan Hansen. And then we had some more independent style releases with no promotion attached like the Funks and Bruiser Brody. Obviously, Bruiser Brody, as, as we'll cover off on, is a figure very close to our heart. And to the best of our knowledge, and this is entirely anecdotal, we believe that Dory Funk was the last figure made as opposed to every other figure that was very much plastic he had more of a resin kind of a feel to him very interesting yeah and i believe we discussed that was about 2004 the end end of the line right yeah the span was about six years indeed 2004 and these figures are great obviously in the modern era think of articulated figures and people want 20 uh 49 50 points of articulation on this stuff that's not what you're getting here right adam you're getting a little less articulation than 100 points, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. In fact, most of the figures don't have legs that move. But one thing that is really interesting about the figures, 
is the fact that the arms actually pop off. Oh, wow. Okay. And some of the, the figures like Nakamura, Josh Barnett, even, even Bruiser Brody come with an extra set of arms. So you've got those other options. So you can, you can give them boxing gloves or different poses. So they are more of a figure line to pose than, than to play with anyway. Yeah, that's really unique. I did not know that they had interchangeable arms and such. I think that's a really fun addition to the line. And like Adam said, guys, these things are posable, really nice in a display. And what I absolutely love about the line, another thing that you went into a little detail about is they kind of stuck with the big names, the Chonos, the Mudas, the Nokis. And what they did with them is they put them in different attires. So like you said, we don't even know how many different style attires were created for some of these wrestlers, correct? I know I've heard even rumors about Tiger Mask, that he has different color masks on and stuff. And then some of the masks have actually aged wrong. So it's just like everybody's just doesn't know right oh absolutely i mean every time you think you've got a a handle on everything that's come out you see something new you buy a collection or a big box and all of a sudden oh geez i didn't realize that great sasuke's mask was slightly different but um you touched on tiger mask and the interesting thing about tiger mask is so tiger mask one and Tiger Mask 4 are both represented in the line. Tiger Mask 4 was or still is with, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So he gets a deluxe figure later on in the line. But Tiger Mask 1 has various representations based on various parts of his career. So the early part where he was with New Japan Pro Wrestling, that's covered off. He has removable masks. He has uh, interchangeable torso. And... When his Super Tiger component of career with UWF is is also covered off on, so you get purple masks, you get purple attire, you get long pants, you get tights, you get loose pants. And as you mentioned, and has been covered off on other podcasts, and we've, we've tried to help the hosts of, of said podcast uh, try and find the, the right mask without what we like to call the green disease, but unfortunately a lot of gold paint and even yellow paint in some of these Cara Pro figures tends to oxidize and turn a a fairly ugly shade of green. And as we try to sell most of our figures uh, mint on card, but we have experimented and and getting that green off is not necessarily possible. Yeah, it's very difficult. And I know you're familiar with other wrestling figure lines, a very common quote-unquote diseases in the LJN WWF line where you have that kind of deep inner plastic molding of some sort or spotting. That is very common over here in a lot of the LJN WWF wrestling figures that we have to deal with. So even in those instances, I mean, there's no real way to remove it. It's a matter of age. You know, these things will degrade as time goes by. You know, they aren't invincible. So it's a matter of how they were kept. And even in conditions sometimes where they were kept very good, you still have oxidation issues and you still have the degradation of the plastic and whatnot. So that's a common issue. And I just think it's fun. I think it's fun for our listeners to kind of differentiate and also remember that these things aren't perfect all the time. You know, we're going to do the best to preserve them, right? As collectors, as resellers, etc. But at times there will be some faults. But getting back to the breadth of that line, I absolutely love it. I think my next question for you, Adam, would be this. If I wanted to collect this line, I mean, where do I really begin? Because I love Jushin Thunder Liger. 
I absolutely love the funks. I love Bruiser Brody. I love Great Muda. I want an NWO Muda. I want an NWO Masahiro Chono. Where do I, do I just dive right in? Well, uh, how long does it take to string, mate? I think the New Japan guys, the basic New Japan guys, are, are ideally your, your best place to start because they're at a more affordable price point. And I think you can just get a, a bit of a taste for the figures and how they look and how they display and then maybe graduate to the Funks and Bruiser Brody, which are, you know, they're high-end lines. They're not easy to find. For example, in our travels, we would maybe come across one of the Funk or a Brody once every three or four months, just to give you an example. Wow, that's, yeah, that is very... Now, do you have any information on production numbers? Were these, like, limited to a 1,000, a 2,000? Was it, you know, I know normal production runs these days go into the tens of thousands on a figure. Do you have any of that information as it pertains to Carapro? Very little. And a lot of it's anecdotal. I know the Atsushi Onita was actually numbered on the packet, and they were limited to a 1,000. Wow. However... A lot of the rest of it is anecdotal and, and were found out through both Western and Japanese collectors. No numbers in terms of the basics, but we do believe the red Hayabusa, the entirely sepia and black and white Kenta Kobashi, they were made in numbers of approximately 200. Oh, geez. Wow, that's crazy. So you're looking at very low numbers and very rare figures then. That's great information. And as it pertains to the Brody and such and the Funks, maybe a, some, you know, something similar. I don't know that similar. That's what is going to happen. It's going to garner a higher price. You have a demand. You don't have enough supply. There's a mystery there. Who knows? Maybe they're sitting in a warehouse in Japan. We don't really know. It's funny that this line and Kellyan, the Mexican line that was produced for AAA back in the 90s, have a lot of similarities in that vein. We don't know why Rey Mysterio Jr. is so difficult to find. We don't know why the Seacoast is so difficult to find. Some of these figures from Carapro have that same similarity there. Absolutely. And the Kellyan, actually a really good parallel in the sense that we're still finding things out. And as you guys would know, we only just found out more about, about the Kellyan ring. And we very much feel the same about, well, a lot of the Japanese figure lines in the sense that um, information is through the language barrier and, and the fact that there's not a lot of Japanese internet sources devoted to it we we've got to kind of find a lot of the information the hard way and that's part of the fun of it that is adam well that's an incredible history of the Cara pro character products wrestling figures from njpw from japan extensive line guys we love these figures we really think you got to add some of these to your collection even if it's just the Great Muto or a Liger, some of the more basic ones, they come in awesome attires, traditional ones that all these wrestlers wore even in the States. So they're completely recognizable. They're very nostalgic. I'm super psyched about this. But before we go, I did want to give Adam a little bit of a platform here because what's even more exciting then the Carapro line is that Adam is going to be launching his own junk shop dog action figure line, which is so cool. I find that to be incredibly awesome. I think 
a lot of people these days are trying to do it. However, they're not doing it in a way that's appealing to me. However, I feel you, Adam, are. The prototype that was released of the figure on your Instagram looks fun. And maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about the line that you're creating, how it came to be, and what inspired you. Absolutely. Well, as we found out more about Japanese figures, and we had seen images of this, you know, this old Hulk Hogan figure and these old funk figures, and and we tried to find out more. I think it was about a year and a half ago, got our hands on our first Poppy figure from 1981. Our first was a, a Mil Muscarus. I think we were just really taken by, they're a very Japanese style. The wrestlers that were in that line were all to a man iconic and it was a very basic and endearing style of figure the more we learnt about these and the more we collected these poppy figures it's such a strong word but they almost became an obsession to the point where we've only just managed to complete our own complete poppy collection so we've got all 10 the other thing that that came to our minds both Portia and I was we have a lot of people asking about certain figures and touched on it earlier supply and demand so There's more people out there in our minds that want a Brody figure than actually exist. And maybe the three-figure price point is a little too much. So we thought, well, maybe this iconic figure line that, hey, you can't fault the first 10, but what if there was a Series 2? What what if we put our, our... fantasy booking hats on and you know made or looked into making a line that's heavily inspired by this poppy series one you know investigated into whether we could do this ourselves now obviously Brody is of that era he's a perfect fit we were just really lucky that not through figure collecting or anything we had already been in contact with uh, Mrs. Goodish who has been fantastic through this entire process and has given her blessing to this figure and and her help with this figure she was happy for us to to go ahead yeah it just you know all fell into place and the the manufacturer and design of the figure has gone as well as as we could have imagined. The feedback has been amazing. We're just really excited to manufacture it and and put it out there and and have it in people's hands, hopefully in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, and for our listeners, I just want to give them a little bit of a background on Poppy because these figures are pretty much... I know there's been some Japanese figures released prior to this. I believe the first quote-unquote figure, I don't know you want to call it, was was kind of a, a gorgeous George puppet of some sort. But this is really the first main line of wrestling figures ever created. And as you said, they were released in the 80s, 1981. So this is prior to the LJN WWF days. And they're about, what would you say, five inches, six inches in height? Absolutely. So five inches is bang on. Yeah, the line 1981, there's differing opinions on what what first line was. We're also avid collectors of the Bullmark figures from the 1960s. But this was the first line to feature American wrestlers, and it was almost entirely American wrestlers. Nine nine of the ten wrestlers were North American. Yep, and that includes names such as Bob Backlund, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Terry Funk, etc., etc., 
So it's a fun line. They do have movement in the arms. Is that correct, I believe? But the legs do not have movement, right? That's correct. So they're made of uh, four pieces and ours will be exactly the same. Both arms move. The other two pieces are from the waist down and from the waist up. So the head and the torso is one piece. Do these have articulation side to side in the torso? Not really. It's mainly just a join. The initial figures didn't move at that join and won't either. Okay. So two POA system here, very basic, which is fun. I absolutely love it. And as you said, what I find most exciting is the first release figure will be, as discussed, the Bruiser Brody. I really quickly want to ask you a personal question. Now, I know you mentioned Mrs. Goodish, and if for all of your listeners that don't know who that is, that is Bruiser Brody's wife, correct? That's right. And that's Barbara Goodish. Mm -hmm. It's so fun that you've experienced that process of going to somebody's estate, going to somebody's family, and like you said, working with them to get this product produced and them being so happy and so elated. Maybe you can explain a little bit about that to our listeners if you can, or I don't know if you can't, but I find that to be fun and exciting that you know, you're getting the nod and you can do this figure with his name on it. I think that's really fun. Well, something that's, I, I hate to speak uh, negatively of a line that we talked up so heavily, but um, one of the disappointing parts that we found out in this process is that Mrs. Goodish never actually saw any royalties out of the Carapro figures, and in fact, hadn't seen the finished products. We kept that in mind, obviously, and, and wanted to make sure that if we were to do this do this thing justice, that we weren't doing it in a way that was effectively bootlegging. Obviously, the style of figure is very much an homage to the Poppy figure line, but in terms of um, the wrestlers that are represented, we just want to make sure that they get a fair deal as well. But Barbara is a, is a lovely person and lovely to chat to. And obviously, having lived in Sydney herself, and she, much like the other half of Junk Shop Dog, Porsche, they're both from Dunedin in New Zealand. We had a lot of common ground, so it was really enjoyable to talk to her. It wasn't just business. It was really sharing our common ground and people that we've met with through wrestling as well. Yeah, and developing those friendships. That's what's most important in these communities and especially when you're doing business in my eyes and in the Squared Circle Action Figure podcast size. And I think that's incredible that you are getting the rights to use these likenesses and you are paying it forward as well. I think that is one of the things that I want to support. And again, I've seen a lot of figures released in a somewhat, I don't want to say somewhat weird way, but weird way. And a lot of this information isn't disclosed. And that's why I'm very hesitant. And Adam, you're an upstanding dude. And that's why we wanted to have you on here and to have you explain a little bit about this new figure line of yours. I think it's going to be exciting. I'm hyped for it. Really quickly, before we end this, I just have one last question. Do you have a card, obviously, here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast? You know we like these things. MOC for life, mid-on card for life. Do you have card designs? Will these come on a similar style card as the original puppy figures? I personally love the pink and blue design i don't know it's just fun <laughs> yeah. but um i was just wondering if you had any information on the card of the figure for our listeners well we have good news and bad news the limitations of the manufacturer mean that it won't be bubble on card 
like the originals, but the upside of that is it will be in a blister pack that will be easy to display. So very much like a, I guess you'd call a, a figure defender or a Zolo World case. They'll be pretty safe when we uh, send them out to you guys. I don't want to give too much away because I feel like we've got some pretty exciting surprises to release each step of the way, but I think anyone who really appreciates the original Poppy card design will not be disappointed by what we have in store. Wonderful. I absolutely love it, Adam. Thank you for just giving that away. And I understand it's proprietary and whatnot. You don't want to <laughs> you don't want to you don't want to spill all the beans here. You know what I'm saying? I think your better half will have you have your head for it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, not at all. But um and just a shout out to the chap that uh, designed the card for us, John Lucas Reyes. He also designed our logo, which is obviously those who know the Poppy logo is obviously a heavy wink to that. But he's been fantastic, and and thanks to his great work, we think the presentation of the figure is going to be pretty amazing. That's awesome. Well, I am excited. Really quick before we end, where do I get this? I follow you on Instagram. I see the photos. Are you going to be doing pre-orders, or are you going to have a limited run manufactured and then start selling them from there? Tell our listeners a little bit about the process of obtaining these figures I know you said you don't have release dates, you don't have prices, we don't need to get into that, but really, how are we going to be able to order these? Well, the lowdown is we do have rough price points in mind. We don't think people will be disappointed with that price point. Release, we're aiming for, we think we'll have it ready for people to buy for Christmas if that makes sense. And in terms of where and how, we don't want to do a, a pre-order in the sense that we want to see the figure in our hands and make sure that it's up to a standard that we can sell with our name on it. So they will go on sale on junkshopdog.com once they're released and Mrs. Goodish has, has got her, her own in her, in her hand. It won't be a, a crazy limited number in the sense that we do, part of the reason why we did this figure is because we saw how badly people want a reasonably priced Bruiser Brody figure. We do want the people who who we did this for to get this figure. So we feel like we'll be able to be very close to, if not meeting demand. That is fantastic, Adam. So that's it, listeners. You heard it right from the horse's mouth. Follow Junk Shop Dog on Instagram at junk shop dog to get up to minute details on the release the price points and when these are available they will be sold on the website as well junkshopdog.com that's pretty much it i want to thank you adam for coming on the squared circle action figure podcast i learned so much from you i just can't thank you enough for coming on having you here educating our listeners about the Pro line and then also giving them some information about what you do in your collecting experience and your new line of wrestling figures because this is a line of wrestling figures that I want to collect because I miss different wrestling figures. You know, we had an episode way back that talks about scaling and everything's in the six inch and everything's highly articulated. This is something that really appeals to me and I think really appeals to a lot of our listeners out there. Absolutely. And thanks for having me. It's been a joy. The time's flown by. But yeah, if anyone's interested in the Cara Pro line and they want to know more, because obviously we just scratched the surface, send us a message on the Instagram. We're more than happy to have a yarn and help track down figures that people are looking for. And, and yeah, basically answer any questions uh, 
that can ideally get people into the Cara Pro line. And, and yeah, just stay tuned to the Instagram feed for any more info on the figure. Hopefully, we'll be posting some more pictures very soon. All right, Adam. Thanks so much again, guys. That's Junk Shop Dog. You can follow him on Instagram at Junk Shop Dog, all one word. And that's it. So we hope after this, you will never forget the name. Look at this! Look at this! You talk about a house of fire, you're seeing it right here! Alright, Joe, are you ready? Are you ready yes. to Are you ready to bust it? Open. Well, I busted a figure open last week. Listeners, taking you back to last week, we busted open that wonderful Toy Biz WCW Power Slam <laughs> Canyon. This week, we have a more wonderful figure. We are going to pay homage to the Real Scan Jack Specific WWF series. And we're going to be busting open joe is gonna be mr joe static hashtag joe static will be busting open the wrestlemania x7 china limited edition figure with 14 karat gold belt real scan technology Woo, getting, i know I'm thinking about that's why it. i picked it i figured in the light of China finally being released in the Mattel line. What better way for a segment than to pick one of her older figures? She kind of looks like Howard Stern a little bit, but we're, we're going to get into that in a minute. Of course we are. And yes, we wanted to pay homage. We wanted to revisit this WrestleMania X7 match between China and Ivory for the women's title. And Mattel in their upcoming WrestleMania series will be releasing this WrestleMania X7 China in the same attire. So we thought it would be fun to revisit the Jack Pacific version. And Joe, my God, I thought this real scan stuff by Jax was god awful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, back then, you know, they were giving it a shot. Kind of is what it is. They're trying to be innovative at the time. I know. We talked about it on previous episodes. The real scan technology paved the way for modern real scan technology in action figure faces. So this one is incredible. Yeah, she looks a little bit like Howard Stern, I guess. <laughs> but she's not too bad. I don't actually mind the scans, to be honest. China looks like China. I mean, her hair could have been a little more curly and larger because it's more like wavy and straight here. So it's not depicting the WrestleMania X7 hair that she wore in yeah. the match. But what I didn't like about these figures of the bodies, I mean, the bodies were so terrible, dude. I know. Oof, considering geez. she just got implants, I think, too, right before this, the figure just looking at it on the outside just doesn't look right. The proportions are all wrong. And that's with the entire series. I mean, you look at the Eddie Guerrero from this series, the Kane from this series, the Edge. They just all look wonky. Like their legs are too big. The Steve Austin's probably the worst one in the set. Probably. Those those knee braces they tried to make? What the fuck are those? I have no idea. But all the legs look like they're X's. X'd apart. It's really weird, man. 
So that's my main gripe with this. It wasn't the real scan technology. It was the body style. So get into busting that open. I want to see if that 24 karat gold belt is real, baby. You know how the, you go to the pawn shop, you know, you're trying to get some money, you know, some stolen merchandise. You're trying to trade some stolen merchandise in and they always have that little thing to test whether or not it's gold. Yeah. That's what we're going to do with this belt. I'm going right? to find out right now. We're going to find out if it's 24 or no, sorry, not 24 karat, 14 karat. 14 karat. <laughs> 14 karat, baby. 14 karat gold you know what's belt, funny baby. about holding this package? It says parental guidance suggested 12 plus. So you got to be over 12 years old to play with this figure. All right. Oh, anyway. that's that's pretty crazy. I mean, I yeah, I mean, NC-17, if you're if you're China, <laughs> I know. if you want to play with China, you got to actually be the NC-17 <laughs> based on her, some of her past work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you gotta at least oh. be. You gotta at least be over that, man, to get in those pornos. Uh, <laughs> right. NC seventeen, uh, baby. Where's, where's Ron um, Jeremy when you need? Oh, him? Jesus, All right, here we go. God. You ready? All right. All right. So it's off the. It's we off. got it off the card. Let's see. It. Let me pop. Let me pop this belt out real quick. Yeah, test that. Test that gold, baby. I'm going to put this on eBay, this belt right now, actually. See if I can get $500. Yeah, listed as 24 Then I can buy cars. the lager. Then I can go buy that lager if I could sell this title. Oh, my God. Do you understand how much fucking money we spend on figures, guys? We literally just buy figures. $150 for AW. $500 for Jushin Lager. What? Come on. <laughs> the belt will is actually nice, man. You know, I, I have a soft spot for belts, man. Anytime there's a freaking belt, it could say uh, shit title on it, and I'll still like it. But the, the belt's not bad, man. Definitely looks like the... Nah, it's a little... It's kind of like a mashup of a couple different belts, it looks like. I'll send you a picture of it close up. Yeah, we'll get a picture yeah, for the Instagram. Women's Champion on it. WWF Women's Champion. The belt's actually not bad. It's nice. It's a uh, good size. I, I like the way this looks, actually. The belt actually doesn't look too bad. 14 karat? 14, definitely 14 karat gold. Wow. I mean, no, I'm only to... kidding. It's, it's not... You know what's you know what's kind of cool about this? Well, in the package, you know how it's, it has the WrestleMania 17 logo. She actually is on a stand that has that logo. So the WWF WrestleMania 17 logo on the blue base, that's actually a stand for the action figure, which is kind of cool. So it has that piece up the back, which holds the figure in place. And you could display this on the actual stand that says WrestleMania 17. So that, that, that's kind of cool. That is a really cool thing. I would love for Mattel to do some of these WrestleMania series over. You know how we talked about how they're doing a lot of Jack stuff, right? So why not take a series like this? They take the six figures from WrestleMania 17 and just do a whole line. Redo the attires. Just be super fun. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I like the stand that the figure comes with. And I don't have this figure. I do see it in the photos here. It's pretty cool. It's pretty unique. The packaging is also WrestleMania 17 focused, so it's got the logo and everything all over it. It's really nice. Actually, like the packaging design, the mint on card. Hashtag MOC for life packaging here. Uh, but we're busting this open. So what? how's the figure look, man? You know, for 2001, it's really not that, it's really not bad at all. I mean, if you take any of the Mattel, I mean, obviously they're upgrading, obviously it's better quality, but if you take any of those women's figures out of the package today, I mean, it's kind of a similar body style, man, you know, similar feel, lightness to it. It's very similar to how the Mattel like basics are today for women's like body styles, you know, frames. 
out of the package, well, it's actually not too bad. Up close, the real scan, if you can call it that at the time. Real scan technology actually looks pretty good. The face is pretty good. There's not too much to say about the body. You know, she has her top and her bottom pieces. They're like that violet, purplish kind of glittery look, which I think they did okay, an okay job on. You know, she has that and she has the black boots, which she wore to the ring. The makeup, the hair, actually, the hair is not too bad. It's a little wonky mantle all over the place but overall for you know a jack's 2001 version of china if you put her on the stand with the belt it's actually not a bad display piece nice nice yeah it looks pretty good actually and i give it a lot of flack it does look like a really nice loose display piece and again i love the carding here i love i just love the old wrestlemania 17 logo the one thing i did want to ask we got away from this in the last few episodes and i, I how does this smell? Does this, this China right out of that package. How does this China smell? <sighs> smells like 2001. Does it smell a little fishy? Well, it smells like a little bit of smells like a little bit of cheap porno. Mm, time for a shower, huh? It smells like a little bit of 14 carat. 14 carat gold, baby. It smells like a little bit of burnt rubber. Uh, and a little mildew, maybe. You know what the problem with that burnt rubber is? That thing was probably sitting in some attic, probably freaking <laughs> festering around in some attic crawl space or something for God knows how long the past 10 years. And then somebody's like, wow, everybody's selling their wrestling figures for thousands of dollars. Let me take it out of the attic. Yeah, 14 carat gold. Yeah, right. And then I bought it. <laughs> You see how that goes. Uh, I think it was like I think it was like five bucks. Five bucks. All right. So there you go, guys. You want to bust one open for yourself? Five bucks on AB. That's that's how easy this this China is to get. I love it because it's an affordable piece for the collection. The stand in itself, you could use the stand for your Mattel figures. You know, if you wanted to take the new Mattel China and have a beautiful commemorative stand for her, buy this figure for the stand. Fuck it. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. Yeah. Because the stand is really incredible. It's got a stand-up logo on it, which is beautiful, of that WrestleMania X7 logo. Sorry, Joe. Well, I didn't sweat this week, which is fantastic. I haven't been sweating lately. We're going to have to bring this back around. We're going to have to come back around next week. I'm going to bust a figure open. It's going to actually make me sweat. We have a few ideas in mind, listeners, of what I'm going to be busting open. It's going to make me really sweaty. I'm already getting pains in my stomach thinking about it, <laughs> getting all stressed out here because this China. Are you, uh, are you about to have diarrhea? You know, when you get those sharp pains in the deep of your gut, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's just going to, it's going to be the runs. That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm getting the runs thinking about it. I get that when I uh, eat cauliflower crust, cauliflower pizza. Ugh. I mean, why would yeah. you do that to yourself? Jesus. It's pretty good, but every single time, even though I eat it, I shit my pants. <sighs> then a couple of weeks later, I'm eating it again. I'm having diarrhea. Oh, my God. Then I'm going even further, and we're making it homemade, and I'm shitting my pants that night, too. So. Oh, my God. You have the uh, the skid marks. Yeah. Sometimes, depending <laughs> on the pair of pants I have on, I don't have, I'm not wearing any underwear, so I don't know. Oh, Depends. my God. Oh, you got your... Dude. All right. Now you're getting down and dirty like China. Jesus Christ. I know. Looking at this figure, I'm about to go on the little the little pH in a minute. Go off, go off the deep end. I'm about to call Velveteen up. Call the Velveteen dream, baby. The VD. You don't want to get a VD, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, anyway, we had fun. 
This figure is pretty crazy, pretty amazing. Love the stand, love the real scan technology here. This is the Jack Pacific WrestleMania X7 China with real scan technology, 14 karat gold belt. And tune in again next week where we choose another figure or figures to bust it. Bust it. Oh. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen, And welcome to this week's edition of the main event. Unfortunately, due to inclement weather, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast main event is postponed this week. As you heard on You'll Never Forget the Name, Joe Stanek was unable to record with us due to the tropical storm and severe power outages throughout the area. Joe Static and Will the Thrill will be back next week for another edition of The Main Event. So check back then and remember the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure. Podcast.